0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Giancarlo Torres, but only my closest friends call me by my nickname, Janko. And that's why you are listening to the Janko Podcast, because I am your friend. Today, we have the privilege to talk to my friend, Sean Boyle. It's, it, it's interesting how I met Sean, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But what I can say about Sean is he's a top entrepreneur. He's a top guy. And what we'll talk about today I know for you, the listener, you will get so much value. So I can't wait. Sean, can you hear me all right?
1: Crystal clear, my man. Jocko, what's going on, my friend? Thanks super, for having super,
0: me on. Super good, Sean. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing well, man. We were talking before this. I was uh, just about to buy my domain, seanboyle.com, for like five Gs, but I'm trying to I'm trying to windle them down to, to two. You know what I mean? It, it's hard out here, this entrepreneurial life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you got to pay pretty penny. Hey, absolutely. But Sean? Uh again, first of all, um thank you so much, you know, for you know, for accepting you know to be my guest and all that for today and all that. Uh you know, when I whenever I interview someone, I like for everyone to know who Sean Boyle is. So tell us, who is Sean Boyle?
1: So yeah, it's absolutely a pleasure, man. Sean Boyle is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I am from the fighting city of Philadelphia, typical Irishman. Uh, my parents that were originally uh, I believe from Dublin uh, in Ireland, they came over the boat. And this is just a couple generations ago. So, not my parents, but my grandparents did, right? And uh, just a hardworking family, man. Uh, when I was in high school, my dad actually had a bar, which I used to bartend when I was like 15 or 16, really? which we could talk about. Yeah, and we could talk about that in, in spades. It's, it's a pretty funny story. And yeah, I command a seven figure digital marketing agency called Momentum. I founded the Sean Boyle podcast, which is on Apple, Spotify. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm an avid real estate investor too. And um, I'm just all about, you know, entrepreneurship and and making money and, and building connections and being for the long-term instead of the short-term, which so many people are at my age, you
0: know? Yeah, for sure. Love it. Let's talk a little bit um, uh, in your bartender days. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. <laughs> you know, I I remember, Sean, I, I never read the book. I actually, I'll probably buy it now. It's a book that's called... Uh, Um, Everything I learned about leadership was when I was a waiter. And that title intrigued me um, because this person, she's a woman and she is a PhD multimillionaire. And she published that book, how everything she learned about serving people was as a waiter. With that in mind, did you learn a lot about people when you started working as a bartender or in the restaurant or whatever?
1: Dude, I learned everything that I know about business from being a waiter, being a bartender, being a bar back. I mean, to put your audience in a perspective and paint a little picture, we were on Third and South, which I don't know if you're familiar with Philadelphia, but it's one of these things, man, where it's a really rough town. I mean, when it's at night, you know, I mean, there's a lively, you know, uh, atmosphere with people going to clubs, people going to bars. We had the the place called the TLA, the Theater of Living Arts, which was a renowned music festival uh, venue, which Kevin Hart would go, uh, Chris Rock, um, Meek Mill, uh, Billy Joel, all the big names, right, Uh, in Philadelphia, New York and, and Jersey. And you know, I was fifteen, sixteen, man. I was down on Broaden, uh, Broaden Vine, Roman Catholic High School, and then right after, at a two, two forty one, I would hit the SEPTA, go right down, and, and start then Listen, man, it was a cast of characters. I mean, the biggest thing that I can tell your audience is, think of, you know, I was fifteen, sixteen, so yeah. I, I, I was very young, and I, you know, I'm I've always been a really, you know, I guess, an extrovert in, in a lot of senses, but. You really have to know your stuff when you're bartending and for me i was constantly googling right i was constantly googling and someone comes in they say hey you know i've had a really shitty day at work let me get a dry martini with a x y and Z." i i'm like huh what did you just say like i don't even know how to do it but i had to say yes and figure it out later this is what um larry ellison and a bunch of great entrepreneurs say they say hey say yes and then figure out how to do it later right yes there's so many uh, opportunities especially at young ages at any age really man that yes. um you, when you get called upon you have to take those opportunities. Like for instance, I'm working on a, a multi-million dollar deal with Keller Williams right now uh, in Philadelphia. We're going to be their exclusive content provider. And it's one of these things where unfortunately we're kind of getting beat down a little, a little bit of price, but we're working with KW. We're working with the best real estate company in the entire planet. So it's like, all right, are we going to just say, oh no, screw you guys. We're not you know, going to make a, a lot of money on this. No, it's for the name, it's for the branding and it's for ultimately our legacy. And when you're bartending, man, and, and you're having people come from all walks of life, people that are rich, poor, and indifferent, I treat people the same. I treat yeah. someone who's poor uh, the same as the, as the rich person. And, you know, it's a very cliche thing to say, but it's true. I mean, because I know we host a uh, Thanksgiving dinner where we give back to the men in blue, men, men and women in blue. Uh, homeless people, um, people that are on drugs. I mean, you got to think, man, I was learning and I was seeing people literally come into the bar and they were off heroin, they were off Percocets, and they were just zombies. And I would try to help them out. I would say, hey, man, like here, here's a meal, you know, and um, I would just try to like sustain them and, and push them on. And I would talk to them man. I would listen to their story about their suffering. And I think that's so important. I mean, you know, for me and a lot of people, uh, we just... Pass a homeless person and they're begging for money but you don't know their story man you know everyone has a different story so i think learning their story and just transitioning to a period of you can really impact their life and say hey here's a water here's you know a lunch a free lunch on me you know and just to get your mindset right because um i was telling them uh, you know about my goals and dreams and that really motivated a lot of people to uh go out and and start getting a job and start being healthy and you know start getting a place to live uh because a lot of people um that i, I served at the bar man they, they weren't all you know rich millionaires they were you know just lower and middle class people who were just trying to scrape uh scrape by so <clears throat> excuse me 15 to 16. I had that you know I, I was in there, man, I was in the trenches, so I understood a i don 't want to be in this middle class environment right and 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 b, I also wanted to be my own entrepreneur because who are the people that make the most money entrepreneurs you know so it 's at a very young age, man, when I was at the bar, I learned so many key things that helped me uh, be the man today, whether that 's upselling whether that 's project management with you know deal with uh, customers and and helping them out. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. So if there's a waitress out there, waiter, someone who's bartending, take that and really hone that craft. Because you may be saying, oh, I want to go off and do something, you know, uh, entrepreneurial later in the future, which is great. But you should learn
0: the people side of the business first. And I think that's so important. I love it. So if I listened right, you learned empathy while working, uh, right, you know, as a waiter. You learned, you learned influence. You learned how to influence people in a positive way. You know, you learned how to give free lunch when you didn't need to. You learned how to tell people your dreams and motivations, and that motivated them. It's like a John Maxwell says: leadership is influence, nothing less, nothing more. So it yep. seems like you learned great influence and empathy, probably one of the two most important leadership skills ever. That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, man, and listen, I have to attribute that to my parents. You know, they're they're middle class, um, but they always said, you know, we uh, we had aspirations to do, you know, great things. But we had to raise you guys. We had to raise, uh, you know, me and, and my little brother Ryan. And you guys are the future now. We're going to teach you guys everything that it takes to be successful. And the number one thing is always being humble, always being kind, treated people. You know, the golden rule: um, treat people how you want to be treated. And you know for me yeah there was a lot of empathy there was a lot of uh, you know growing pains with uh, the business and starting up but having that humble mindset of you know i might be doing x amount of numbers but you know th- there's always someone who's who is less than you who's equals you and who's uh, going to be better than you uh, in terms of you know monetary value so you can't look to others man you have to really look for your uh, in yourself and um, be content with the person you are because at the end of the day who's going to you know be there um on your deathbed you know no one it's just going to be you and um hopefully some family and, and uh a loving um you know kids and and wife so it's it really transcends who uh who you are as a person when it comes down to it so i think there's you know that's what i'm saying a bunch of kids who are in the restaurant industry it's very valuable it's extremely valuable man
0: yeah no absolutely you know just yesterday i was uh i was ordering a sandwich and i was telling a guy that the week before that I had gone they had not served me fries and I had asked for fries and this waiter who's my favorite waiter in that restaurant he said don't worry he didn't give me one pack of fries he gave me two and I was like this is a nice guy he's you know like he knows what it is to serve people and I gave him a big tip so after doing that you know I was thinking that's that's business in the end you underpromise you overdeliver and by doing this people pay you double than what you expect Right? Yeah. So like I was just thinking about this. I said, Man, that's you know, that's business. But so now we know a little bit on how you learn leadership. Now it's time for you to, you know, you graduate from high school and everybody is thinking, okay, is Sean better go study something? Is it gonna be a doctor? Is it gonna be a lawyer? Is it gonna be a business owner? How was that transition? Tell us more about that.
1: So it's a funny story, man. I went into my, you know, advisor. Uh, and, and I said to him, I was like, man, I I really think engineering is my, my passion. I think it's my calling. And my advisor said, why is that, Sean? And I was like, man, I mean, look at the starting salary. It's $80,000. That's going to be a lot of money. I'm going to be graduating. Oh my God, that's $20,000 away from six figures. Isn't that crazy? But my advisor said to me, he's like, well, Sean, you told me the other day that first of all, you're not that good at math. He was a very blunt advisor. (laughs) He's like, you're not good at math. Um, why like why are you chasing the monetary side of things instead of the actual job itself that sentence mm. trans- it changed my entire perspective about about my career right because i was looking for things in terms of oh i was going to make this amount of money rather than doing it because of the passion and the and the love of actually doing that you know like there's a great uh, there's a million quotes out there but one that really rings true is if you love Ferrari. You know, if you love Aston Martin, you know, all these beautiful cars, right? You want to get those cars because you love Aston Martin's engineering. You love Ferrari's engineering. You don't want to get the Ferrari or Aston Martin, man, because you say, oh, look, we're going to impress XYZ. We're going to post it on Facebook, Instagram. We're going to get all these likes. Look at me, look at me. It's not about that, man. So when I came to college, I had a concrete idea of, okay, I don't know what I want to do, but I need, I know, I know um, I need to you know, find my passion. I need to find out what I want to do in this life. So through some career tests online and through just really looking at my soul as a person, what am I best at? What am I good at? And at the foundation, man, I found that making connections and selling are two of my biggest uh, you know, strengths. So yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, what well, can I uh, turn this into a career? There's, there's a bunch of places where I can sell. And I'll never forget this, man. I was a freshman in college at Penn State, right? And my buddy, Zach, it comes into the room and he's like, Oh my God, Sean, like I got this internship with uh, Google. Right. And I heard about Google before. And I was like, man, like, that's pretty cool. I'd like to tell me more about it. And he's like, yeah, man, we're going to learn about keyword searches and SEO and uh, PPC and, and all this uh, digital uh, advertising, you know, uh, terms. And I was like, back up. I'm like, about the search terms. What, what does that mean? And he said, man, it's great. It's, it's pretty much, you can hack into Google system. And you know, you could rank for keywords. So if you were to type in, you know, Sean Boyle, your name, it would come up on Google and people could find you and you could build your brand like that. And if, let's just say you, you had a, a chicken you know, factory, a chicken sandwich factory, then, you know, you would have uh, like Sean's uh, sandwiches or something, right? You would type in uh, chicken sandwiches in Philadelphia, the best chicken sandwiches in Philadelphia. Then Sean Boyle's uh, sandwich shop would come up. And that interaction right there, I found that immediately what I wanted to do. I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to rank for my name, for what I'm doing online. I want to be number one because I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't doing this. So my first big investment was Google. My first huge investment in life. It wasn't stocks. It wasn't real estate. It wasn't even in myself, man, at that point yet. It was Google, man. It was learning about the keyword terms and learning about, okay, here's the algorithm. Here's what you got to do. And my friend who was internally at Google gave me a free blueprint to understand what I needed to to understand. So fast forward, I was a sophomore. I wanted to get my own internship. And although I was kind of thinking about Google, I was thinking about all these other big companies. I said, you know what? I want to work for a startup because not only am I going to learn, you know, the basics in a startup, but I'm going to learn how it works. I'm going to learn how a company works in and out, man. I don't want to work i don't don't want to be this little cog in a big you know ignition right i want to be you know i i want to see everything i want to the company to be as transparent as possible so if something's going wrong if we need to put out a fire i want to learn about that because i ultimately wanted to own my own company so i never forget this man i went in my advisor's office in college right irene heard beautiful soul she was a russian teacher and her broken english she was saying sean here's a packet there's like 30 pages in it i want you to go through it find the one you love and get back to me so i said okay we can do that irene no problem immediately i went back to my dorm and was just going off pages i was i was checking websites i was checking reviews i was checking resources what's going to be the best company for me right i found this company called momentum digital they were in my city they were in Philadelphia. And I said, let me give them a a shot. Let me, let me contact them. Let me do some research. And this was on page like six or seven, man. So I was already, you know, a couple hundred companies in, I mean, these were, these were pages that had, you know, 50 to 60 companies on them. So there's, it was a lot of, a lot of research, man. And I came across momentum and the business uh, owner used to work at Google. So I was like, Oh my God, I connected my, roommate who interned at google and i said oh my god we're, i have a chance to learn from google and there's a startup too and th- this is exactly what i want this is the perfect fit so i applied i got the internship and i started off selling i started off selling blockchain tickets for this amazing conference called the blockchain world conference in atlantic city mm. so once i started selling and i started providing value i got to a point where i was promoted i was our sales manager and then six months i was promoted again to our sales director and then i'll never forget man i was at the capitol grill in philadelphia and my now business partner mac frederick the guy who founded the company offered me partner he said here's 50 percent of the company wow have, it. have at it
0: 50%. and i was already
1: yeah man and i was already two years in and i was blown away i was so incredibly grateful and, and humble at the same time because Again, like this is—I I, envision this, man. I—I I literally dreamt about this. He, we're going to go to dinner, and he's going to tell me this. I—I I dreamt it. I literally visualized this and materialized it into, into and manifested it into something real. So now um, I'm, you know, owner of the company, and we're we're making great strides, man. So that's really how I got started. That's really you know taking you through my my whole story up to now. And um, now, like I said, I'm investing in real estate. We're going into other avenues. And so. It's a beautiful story, man. I mean, you know, but it hasn't been easy. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, family factors and stuff like that, too. But end of the day, you just have to persevere. And, and you know, you only limit yourself in your head. You only limit yourself in the head. And I, I firmly believe that.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Sean, that was, you know, that story on how you got there was pretty amazing. Uh, you don't like them. I'm just kind of like meditating. He said, wow, it's incredible. Um, was there a book that shaped your life?
1: So there was a book and it wasn't anything in particular, right? But it was the autobiography. And this is, you know, a lot of people really haven't read this book. I kind of wanted to be a little outlier, you know, and, and read something that no one else has read. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the autobiography of Henry Ford mm. and how we created the Model T. I read that book freshman year of high school when I was at Roman Catholic, and that book told me, you're going to go through it. It's going to say, hey, we connect this uh, into this bolt." It's going to be very technical. But the essence of Henry Ford's success was he based every decision, every decision, whether he was going to change the world or not. Every decision, whether he was going to go to the gym or eat this kind of food or he was going to put in this amount of hours per day everything was circulated around that one goal of how are we going to change the world? What are we going to do? Well, this, this, uh, model T, are we going to change the world with it? Is it going to be a shitty car? Is it going to be something that people are going to drive. And it turned out it was, it's the highest selling car of all time. So once I understood that book and I understood, okay, I can do what I want. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, yet I, I was still in high school at the time, but I know that I'm going to have to put in the work. I'm going to have to find one goal and stick with it. And you're going to say, all right, Sean, what's your goal? You know, what's your very lofty goal? Frankly, and very simply, I want to be the best entrepreneur I can. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is not only investing, not only, you know, obviously making the money, but it's helping people. It's expanding my knowledge with, you know, doing your your awesome podcast, doing uh, all these other shows, doing all these interviews and really saying, cause I'm only 23, man. I don't know if the audience has realized I, I just turned wow. 23. Congre- and, wow. <laughs> I yeah.
0: thought you were like 30. <laughs> no, no, so, yeah.
1: yeah. So and a lot of people think I'm, I'm older and I'm again, very gracious for that, but I want to just express how, you know, it's not easy, but you can do whatever you want in life. And, and, you know, there's never a better time than right now, man. Even with the pandemic going on, I, I firmly believe that the greatest triumphs and the greatest growth is in through periods of great, you know, depression and sadness. I really do do think that at the fundamental court. So, yeah, man, I, I mean, that's it, it's a crazy story. And, you know, for people out there, the, the one thing that uh, I'll tell you a quick story, man. So, my dad, and this is something that really shaped me, right? My dad he was the finance guy. He used to work on wall street. He'd had a series seven 65. So, you know, we were, he, he taught me pretty much everything about finances. Right. And senior year of high school, I got a call and he sounded very ominous. He sounded very, just not easy. You know, he sounded very just, you know, monotone. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I can tell you're, you're not, uh, you're not right. And he said, buddy, I got uh, I got something to tell you. Um, the IRS uh, indicted me the other um, day and were looking at you know potential charges here. And I was I think I was 18, 19 years old. I was still in high school, I was a senior, and I was thinking of my dad, you know, potentially going to jail. I was like, Well, what the hell's going on here? What was going on? So I found out that he was essentially doing exactly what jordan belford did with stratton oakmont at a very small scale right not not with the fancy cars and the girls but he was doing the same thing at a very uh, smaller scale so he got indicted he got pro- you know pro- the whole prosecution um and he was found guilty so to date to date he is still in federal custody he's been in since i was a senior in high school about four years now right and that that shaped me, man, because you have to think, you know, I all these you know great stories that I that I tell, right? And and oh, like we overcame this, overcame that. The biggest thing was overcoming my dad going to prison because I had two choices. Either I was going to be some kind of pill head, I was gonna smoke weed every day and, and go drink, and and just fall into that cesspool of negative and, and negativity and just making excuses. Or I could have done what i did and ultimately what i did was okay just accept it it is what it is and here we're going to move on from here and that started with accepting that that's not me you know what i mean i thought that that was going to be me i thought that that was my legacy i thought the Boyle name was tarnished but i said hey it's not about making my name great to everyone it's how i feel about my name it's Mm. how i ultimately want my name to be Mm. sure we have all these great entrepreneurs and great influential people but At the core of them, if you ask them, they say, you know, Mr. Elon Musk and Mr. Gates, uh, Mr. Bezos, you know, all these great people love you. You know, how, how do you feel about that? They're going to say, oh, it's great and everything. But I would bet, man, that they would say, first and foremost, I feel good about the position I'm in. I feel good about myself. I feel like I'm a good person. That's so much more powerful than just looking at other people's opinions. So. I took that with me, man, through all the the sadness and crying and depression. Because there was a lot, man. I, there was nights when I didn't – there was weeks, man, where I couldn't sleep. I was thinking, what, what am I going to do with my future? I thought I had to have it all figured out. But day by day, you start to build that plan. And, you know, anyone struggling out there, I kind of used a, a system, which I, I would definitely love to share with your audience right now. And the system is if you don't know what you're going to do in life – that's okay that's the first uh, it's it's like a alcoholic's awareness. you have to understand, okay, I am an alcoholic, right right I, I was like, okay, I understand that I don't know you know what I want to do with my life that's step number one. step number two is just doing stuff, you know, yeah. doing stuff, whether that's doing a podcast, writing a blog, um starting up a lemonade stand, starting an e commerce store, doing anything, man, anything you know going to the gym for the first time, experiencing new. Uh, moments in your life, truly, whether that's physical or mental or spiritual or whatever. So I started doing these odd jobs when I was, you know, freshman in college, I started working at um, at the gym. I was also working out at the gym, but I was working at the gym. I was, I was like, okay, like, and I, I started the podcast. I was, I found this entrepreneurship thing to be something that I love to do. It's just, I wake up every morning and I love it. I'm not in it for the The monetary thing necessarily. I mean, because I I genuinely love this and that gave me passion. So that was step number two. And number three is you have to find that goal. You know, what made Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger great? Sure. He had the work ethic, he had the drive, but he had a goal, man. He said, I'm going to be the best bodybuilder of all time. I'm going to do this. And just like, you know, I, I was describing that other story, um, he has one goal. Cole, you know, Michael Jordan had the same goal. I want to be the best basketball player I can be. For me, I want to be the best entrepreneur I can be. You know, and I, I fixate that all around uh, that one goal. Elon Musk, a perfect example. He bases all all, all of his uh, daily activities. If we're gonna be living on the moon pretty soon, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that crazy. Yep. He thinks, oh, if I eat this apple it's as technical as this man if i'm going to eat this apple rather than the steak we're going to get ahead in being because he he, once he finishes the apple he might have five minutes that he could work in the business where he he eats a steak it's a a larger you know meal so he's not going to have the time so it's that create it's that focus it's that driven that laser focus of i want to be on the moon i want to take this whole civilization on the planet and be on the moon and colonize that's what he wants to do so i had the same thing and through trials and tribulations it's I mean, it's, you know, a beautiful story in a sense. And I, at the end of the day, it's what is your book like? You know, what is your book like? Yeah, you have some bad chapters in there with, you know, depression and anxiety. And, oh, your father went to prison. Oh, you had all of these uh, family members passed away in, in six months, which happened to me. Um, and, and but OK, what's the what's the, the story to that? Are you going to, you know, let your hero, your inner hero, um just go by the wayside and you're not going to be able to, you know, come back from that or how heroic would it be? If you stand up, you dust yourself off and you write more chapters in that book metaphorically. And you say, Hey, I'm going to kick today's ass this month, this year, it's over, you know, and you start to create that story for yourself. And that's what I did. I reverse engineered the person I, I wanted to be and, and now I'm here and I'm still trying to be that person. So it's so important, man, for, for people listening that using that three-step system is uh, is a great way to get started. And there's no excuses, man. There's no excuses in today's day and age with the technology. So that's what I would definitely say for people just getting
0: started. I love it. I love it, Sean. And, and you know, uh, recently, just uh, adding something to what, um, what you just said, uh, an investor wants to ask uh, Jeff Bezos, right? Which is, man, the world, his net worth is now 200 billion. <laughs> that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> And he, they said he he asked Jeff, how does he invest? And Jeff said that every time he invests in something, the, the first thing he always asks before is, will, "Will this change people's lives?" That's his principle behind investing. And I said, "Wow, I love it." And, yep. he, and this guy that asked him that says that he's been copying Jeff's principle, and he says that his investing has improved drastically, just be, just because before he invested in something, he asked. Will this change people's lives? So, so, you know, what you just said about Musk and about yourself and all these guys, it's the same principle. Will this change people's lives? Will this product change people's lives? Once you have that principle, everything just becomes easier. It's a foundation, right, on becoming a successful person in general, not just an entrepreneurship and all that. So, Sean, before we end this uh, great podcast and great conversation, where can people find you?
1: so people can find me a majority on instagram my handle is sean boyle m just like the domain uh, i couldn't get it (laughs) you know so i (laughs) I get the sean boyle handle so it's sean boyle m as in mary and if you want to go to my website it's momentumvirtualtours.com and then you could also find my podcast the sean
0: boyle podcast on apple spotify uh, all the great sources fantastic Fantastic. So now that the audience has that and everything else, for the audience that is listening, go check out Sean Boyle's stuff. He has some great stuff um, and all that. And uh, I know that you will find great stuff with, uh, with his accounts and with what he does. So, Sean, buddy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. It's been a great conversation. And I know it's going to be the first of uh, many great things you will do.
1: Absolutely. Listen, man, thank you so much to your listeners. It was a pleasure to give them a couple words of uh, my wisdom. And um, likewise, I know that you're going to give me uh, some pearls on your show as well. So thank you for the opportunity, my brother.
0: My pleasure. And for everyone that is listening, if you would like to talk about what Sean and I talked about, just text me at 678-923-0978. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Week through week, I will be interviewing successful entrepreneurs like Sean, who will talk about their journey. I will interview people who have had good results with health alternatives that might be beneficial for you. We will talk about entrepreneurship tips, strategies, personal development, and a lot more. If you're interested in business, health, and personal development, subscribe to this podcast channel and you will not be disappointed. That's it for today, folks. My name is Giancarlo Torres, but since you're my friend, you can call me Gianco. Have a great week, everyone. Welcome everyone. My name is Giancarlo Torres, but only my closest friends call me by my nickname Jonko. And that's why you are listening to the Jonko podcast. Because I am your friend. Today we have the privilege to talk to my friend Sean Boyle. It's it, it's interesting how I met Sean and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But what I can't say about Sean is he's a top entrepreneur, he's a top guy. And what we'll talk about today. I know for you, the listener, you will get so much value. So I can't wait. Sean, can you hear me all right? Crystal clear, my man. Jonko, what's going on, my friend? Thanks super, for having me on. Super good, Sean. How about yourself? I'm doing well,
1: man. We were talking before this. I was uh, just about to buy my domain, seanboyle.com, for like five Gs, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to windle them down to, to two. You know what I mean? It, it's hard out here, this entrepreneurial
0: life. Yeah, Sometimes absolutely. you got to pay pretty penny. Hey, absolutely, but Sean? Uh again, first of all, um thank you so much, you know, for you know, for accepting you know to be my guest and all that for today and all that. Uh you know, when I whenever I interview someone, I like for everyone to know who Sean Boyle is. So tell us, who is Sean Boyle?
1: So yeah, it's absolutely a pleasure, man. Sean Boyle is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I am from the fighting city of Philadelphia, typical Irishman. Uh, my parents were originally uh, I believe from Dublin uh, in Ireland, they came over the boat. And this is just a couple generations ago. So, not my parents, but my grandparents did, right? And uh, just a hardworking family, man. Uh, when I was in high school, my dad actually had a bar, which I used to bartend when I was like 15 or 16, really? which we could talk about. Yeah, and we could talk about that in, in spades. It's, it's a pretty funny story. And yeah, I command a seven figure digital marketing agency called Momentum. I founded the Sean Boyle podcast, which is on Apple, Spotify. And um, yeah, man, I'm an avid real estate investor too, and um, I'm just all about you know entrepreneurship and and making money and and building connections and being for the long term instead of the short term, which so many people are at my age, you know. Yeah, for sure, love it.
0: Let's talk a little bit some um, uh, in your bartender days. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. <laughs> you know, I I remember Sean. I I never read the book. I actually I'll probably buy it now. It's a book that's called. Uh, Um, everything I learned about leadership was when I was a waiter. And that title intrigued me um, because this person, she's a woman and she is a PhD multimillionaire. And she published that book, how everything she learned about serving people was as a waiter. With that in mind, did you learn a lot about people when you started working as a bartender or in the restaurant or whatever?
1: dude i learned everything that i know about business from being a waiter being a bartender being a bar back i mean to put your audience in a perspective and paint a little picture we were on third and south which i don't know if you're familiar with philadelphia but it's one of these things man where it's a really rough town i mean when it's at night you know i mean there's a lively you know uh atmosphere with people going to clubs people going to bars We had the the place called the TLA, the Theater of Living Arts, which was a renowned music festival uh, venue, which Kevin Hart would go, uh, Chris Rock, um, Meek Mill, uh, Billy Joel, all the big names, right, Uh, in Philadelphia, New York and, and Jersey. And, you know, I was 15, 16, man. I was down on Broaden, uh, Broaden Vine, Roman Catholic High School. And then right after, at a two, two 241, I would hit the septa, go right down and, and start Barton. And listen, man, it was a cast of characters. I mean, the biggest thing that I can tell your audience is think of, you know, I was 15, 16. So yeah. I, I, I was very young. And I, you know, I'm, I've always been a really, you know, I guess, an extrovert in, in a lot of senses. But, you really have to know your stuff when you're bartending. And for me, I was constantly Googling, right? I was constantly Googling and someone comes in, they say, hey, you know, I've had a really shitty day at work. Let me get a dry martini with a X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, huh, what'd you just say? Like, I don't even know how to do it. But I had to say yes and figure it out later. This is what um, Larry Allison and a bunch of great entrepreneurs say. They say, hey, say yes and then figure out how to do it later right yes there's so many uh, opportunities especially at young ages at, at any age really man that yes. um you, when you get called upon you have to take those opportunities like for instance i'm working on a, a multi-million dollar deal with keller williams right now uh, in philadelphia we're going to be their exclusive content provider and it's one of these things where unfortunately we're kind of getting beat down a little, a little bit of prices, but we're working with KW. We're working with the best real estate company in the entire planet. So it's like, all right, are we going to just say, Oh no, screw you guys. We're not, you know, going to make a, a lot of money on this. No, it's for the name. It's for the branding and it's for ultimately our legacy. And when you're bartending man, and, and you're having people come from all walks of life, people that are rich, poor and indifferent, I treat people the same. I treat yeah. someone who's poor, uh, the same as the as the rich person, and you know it's a very cliche thing to say, but it's true. I mean, because I know we host a uh, Thanksgiving dinner where we give back to the men in blue, men men and women in blue. Uh, homeless people, um, people that are on drugs. I mean, you got to think, man, I was learning and I was seeing people literally come into the bar and they were off heroin, they were off Percocets, and they were just zombies. And I would try to help them out. I would say, hey, man, like, here, here's a meal, you know, and um, I would just try to, like, sustain them and, and push them on. And I would talk to them and I would listen to their story about their suffering. And I think that's so important. I mean, you know, for me I, and a lot of people, uh, we just – pass a homeless person and they're begging for money, but you don't know their story, man. You know, everyone has a different story. So I think learning their story, and just transitioning to a period of you can really impact their life and say, hey, here's a water, here's, you know, a lunch, a free lunch on me, you know, and, and just to get your mindset right, because um I was telling them, uh, you know, about my goals and dreams. And that really motivated a lot of people to uh, go out and, and start getting a job and start being healthy and, you know, start getting a place to live. Because uh, a lot of people um, that I, I serve at the bar, man, they, they weren't all, you know, rich millionaires, they were, you know, just lower and middle class people who were just trying to scrape, uh, scrape by. So excuse me, 15 to 16. I had that, you know, I I was in there, man. I was in the trenches. So I understood a, I don't want to be in this middle-class environment, right? and 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 b i also wanted to be my own entrepreneur because who are the people that make the most money entrepreneurs you know so it's at a very young age man when i was at the bar i learned so many key things that helped me uh be the man today whether that's upselling whether that's project management with you know deal with uh, customers and and helping them out i mean the list goes on and on man so if there's a waitress out there waiter someone's bartending take that and really hone that craft because you may be saying oh i want to Go off and do something, you know, uh, entrepreneurial later in the future, which is great. But you should learn the people side of the business first. And I think that's so important. I love
0: it. So if I listened right, you learned empathy while working, uh, right? You know, as a waiter, you learned, you learned influence. You learned how to influence people in a positive way. You know, you learned how to give free lunch when you didn't need to. You learned how to tell people your dreams and motivations, and that motivated them. It's like a John Maxwell says: leadership is influence, nothing less, nothing more. So it yep. seems like you learned great influence and empathy, probably one of the two most important leadership skills ever. That's that's amazing. Yeah, man. And
1: listen, I have to attribute that to my parents. You know, they're they're a middle class, um, but they always said, you know, we uh, we had aspirations to do you know, great things, but we had to raise you guys, we had to raise, uh, you know, me and and my little brother, Ryan, and you guys are the future. Now we're going to teach you guys everything that it takes to be successful. And the number one thing is always being humble, always being kind, treated people, you know, the golden rule, um, treat people how you want to be treated. And, you know, for me, yeah, there was a lot of empathy. There was a lot of, uh, you know, growing pains with uh, the business and starting up, but having that humble mindset of you know i might be doing x amount of numbers but you know there's always someone who's who's less than you who's equals you and who's uh, going to be better than you uh, in terms of you know monetary value so you can't look to others man you have to really look for your uh, in yourself and um, be content with the person you are because at the end of the day who's gonna you know be there um on your deathbed you know no one it's just gonna be you and um hopefully some family and, and uh a loving um you know kids and and wife so it's it really transcends who uh, who you are as a person when it comes down to it. So I think there's, you know, that's what I'm saying. A bunch of kids who are in the restaurant industry,
0: it's very valuable.
1: It's extremely valuable, man.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, just yesterday I was uh, I was ordering a sandwich, and I was telling a guy that the week before that I had gone, they had not served me fries, and I had asked for fries, and this waiter, who's my favorite waiter in that restaurant, he said, "Don't worry." He didn't give me one pack of fries. he gave me two. And I was like, this is a nice guy. He's, you know, like he knows what it is to serve people. And I gave him a big tip. So after doing that, you know, I was thinking, that's that's business in the end. You underpromise, you overdeliver, and by doing this, people pay you double than what you expect. Right? Yeah. So like I was just thinking about this. I said, man, that's you know, that's business. But so now we know. A little bit on how you learn leadership. Now it's time for you to, you know, you graduate from high school and everybody is thinking, okay, is Sean, better go study something. Is it going to be a doctor? Is it going to be a lawyer? Is it going to be a business owner? How was that transition? Tell us more about that.
1: So it's a funny story, man. I went to my, you know, advisor, uh, and and I said to him, I was like, man, I, I really think engineering's my my passion. I think it's my calling. And my advisor said, why is that, Sean? And I was like, man, I mean, look at the starting salary. It's $80,000. That's going to be a lot of money. I'm going to be graduating. Oh my God, that's $20,000 away from six figures. Isn't that crazy? But my advisor said to me, he's like, well, Sean, you told me the other day that first of all, you're not that good at math. He was a very blunt advisor. He's like, you're not good at math. Um, why, like, why are you chasing the monetary side of things instead of the actual job itself? That sentence. Mm. it changed my entire perspective about about my career right because i was looking for things in terms of oh i was going to make this amount of money rather than doing it because of the passion and the and the love of actually doing that you know like there's a great uh there's a million quotes out there but one that really rings true is if you love ferrari you know if you love aston martin all these beautiful cars right you want to get those cars because you love Aston Martin's engineering. You love Ferrari's engineering. You don't want to get the Ferrari or Aston Martin, man, because you say, oh, look, we're going to impress X, Y, Z. We're going to post it on Facebook, Instagram. We're going to get all these likes. Look at me. Look at me. It's not about that, man. So when I came to college, I had a concrete idea of, okay, I don't know what I want to do, but I need, I know, I know um, I need to you know, find my passion. I need to find out what I want to do in this life. So through some career tests online, And through just really looking at my soul as a person, what am I best at? What am I good at? And at the foundation, man, I found that making connections and selling are two of my biggest, uh, you know, strengths. So I was like, okay, what can I uh, turn this into a career? There's, There's a bunch of places where I can sell. And I'll never forget this, man. I was a freshman in college at Penn State, right? And my buddy, Zach, it comes into the room and he's like, Oh my God, Sean, like I got this internship with uh, Google. Right. And I heard about Google before. And I was like, man, like, that's pretty cool. I'd like to tell me more about it. And he's like, yeah, man, we're going to learn about keyword searches and SEO and uh, PPC and, and all this uh, digital uh, advertising, you know, uh, terms. And I was like, back up. I'm like about the search terms. What, what does that mean? And he said, man, it's great. It's, it's pretty much, you can hack into Google system. And you know, you could rank for keywords. So if you were to type in, you know, Sean Boyle, your name, it would come up on Google and people could find you and you could build your brand like that. And if, let's just say you, you had a, a chicken you know, factory, a chicken sandwich factory, then, you know, you would have uh, like Sean's uh, sandwiches or something, right? You would type in chicken sandwiches in Philadelphia, the best chicken sandwiches in Philadelphia. Then Sean Boyle's uh, sandwich shop would come up. And that interaction right there, I found that immediately what I wanted to do. I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to rank for my name, for what I'm doing online. I want to be number one because I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't doing this. So my first big investment was Google. My first huge investment in life. It wasn't stocks. It wasn't real estate. It wasn't even in myself, man, at that point yet. It was Google. man. It was learning about the keyword terms and learning about, okay, here's the algorithm. Here's what you got to do. And my friend who was internally at Google gave me a free blueprint to understand what I needed to to understand. So fast forward, I was a sophomore. I wanted to get my own internship. And although I was kind of thinking about Google, I was thinking about all these other big companies. I said, you know what? I want to work for a startup because not only am I going to learn, you know, the basics in a startup, but I'm going to learn how it works. I'm going to learn how a company works in and out, man. I don't want to work. I don't don't want to be this little cog in a big, you know, ignition. Right. I want to be, you know, I I want to see everything. I want the company to be as transparent as possible. So if something's going wrong, if we need to put out a fire, I want to learn about that because I ultimately wanted to own my own company. So I never forget this, man. I went in my advisor's office in college. Right. Irene heard beautiful soul. She was a Russian teacher and her broken English, she was saying, Sean, here's a packet. There's like 30 pages in it. I want you to go through it, find the one you love and get back to me. So I said, okay, we can do that, Irene, no problem. Immediately, I went back to my dorm and was just going off pages. I was was checking websites, I was checking reviews, I was checking resources. What's gonna be the best company for me, right? I found this company called Momentum Digital. They were in my city, they were in Philadelphia. And I said, let me give them a a shot. Let me, let me contact them. Let me do some research. And this was on page like six or seven, man. So I was already, you know, a couple hundred companies in, I mean, these were, these were pages that had, you know, 50 to 60 companies on them. So there's, it was a lot of, a lot of research, man. And I came across momentum and the business uh, owner used to work at Google. So I was like, Oh my God, I connected my, roommate who interned at google and i said oh my god we're, i have a chance to learn from google and there's a startup too and th- this is exactly what i want this is the perfect fit so i applied i got the internship and i started off selling i started off selling blockchain tickets for this amazing conference called the blockchain world conference in atlantic city mm. so once i started selling and i started providing value i got to a point where i was promoted i was our sales manager and then six months i was promoted again to our sales director and then i'll never forget man i was at the capitol grill in philadelphia and my now business partner mac frederick the guy who founded the company offered me partner he said "Here's fifty percent of the company wow have, it. have at it 50%. and i was already yeah man and i was already two years in and i was blown away i was so incredibly grateful and, and humble at the same time because Again, like this is—I I, envision this, man. I—I I literally dreamt about this. He, we're going to go to dinner, and he's going to tell me this. I—I I dreamt it. I literally visualized this and materialized it into, into and manifested it into something real. So now um, I'm, you know, owner of the company, and we're we're making great strides, man. So that's really how I got started. That's really you know taking you through my my whole story up to now. And um, now, like I said, I'm investing in real estate. We're going into other avenues. And so. It's a beautiful story, man. I mean, you know, but it hasn't been easy. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, family factors and stuff like that, too. But end of the day, you just have to persevere. And, and you know, you only limit yourself in your head. You only limit yourself in the head. And
0: I, I firmly believe that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Sean, that was, you know, that story on how you got there was pretty amazing. Uh, you don't know, like I'm just kind of like meditating. I said, like, wow, it's just incredible. Um, Was there a book that shaped your life? So there was a book
1: and it wasn't anything in particular, right? But it was the autobiography. And this is, you know, a lot of people really haven't read this book. I kind of wanted to be a little outlier, you know, and and read something that no one else has read. Um, It's the autobiography of Henry Ford Mm. and how he created the Model T. I read that book freshman year of high school when I was at Roman Catholic. And that book told me, you're gonna go through it. It's gonna say, hey, we connect this uh, into this bolt." It's gonna be very technical, but the essence of Henry Ford's success was he based every decision, every decision, whether he was gonna change the world or not. Every decision, whether he was gonna to go to the gym or eat this kind of food, or he was gonna put in this amount of hours per day everything was circulated around that one goal of how are we going to change the world? What are we going to do? Well, this, this, uh, model T, are we going to change the world with it? Is it going to be a shitty car? Is it going to be something that people are going to drive. And it turned out it was, it's the highest selling car of all time. So once I understood that book and I understood, okay, I can do what I want. I don't know what I'm going to do you know, yet. I, I was still in high school at the time, but I know that I'm going to have to put in the work. I'm going to have to find one goal and stick with it. And you're going to say, all right, Sean, what's your goal? You know, what's your very lofty goal? Frankly, and very simply, I want to be the best entrepreneur I can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what that looks like is not only investing, not only, you know, obviously making the money, but it's helping people. It's expanding my knowledge with, you know, doing your, your awesome podcast, doing uh, all of these other shows, doing all these interviews and really saying, cause I'm only 23, man. I don't know if the audience has realized I, I just turned wow. 23. Congre- and- wow. <laughs> I
0: thought yeah. you were like 30. <laughs> no, no, so, <laughs>
1: yeah. So and a lot of people think I'm, I'm older and I'm again, very gracious for that, but I want to just express how, you know, it's not easy, but you can do whatever you want in life. And, and, you know, there's never a better time than right now, man. Even with the pandemic going on, I firmly believe that the greatest triumphs and the greatest growth is in through periods of great, you know, depression and sadness. I really do do think that at the fundamental court. So, yeah, man, I, I mean, that's it, it's a crazy story. And, you know, for people out there, the, the one thing that uh, I'll tell you a quick story, man. So, my dad, and this is something that really shaped me, right? My dad he was the finance guy. He used to work on wall street. He'd had a series Seven, sixty-five. So, you know, we were, he, he taught me pretty much everything about finances. Right. And senior year of high school, I got a call and he sounded very ominous. He sounded very, just not easy. You know, he sounded very just, you know, monotone. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I can tell you're, you're not, uh, you're not right. And he said, buddy, I got a, uh, I got something to tell you. Um, the IRS uh, indicted me the other um, day and were looking at, you know, potential charges here. And I was in, I think I was 18, 19 years old. I was still in high school. I was a senior. And I was thinking of my dad, you know, potentially going to jail. I was like, well, what the hell's going on here? What was going on? So I found out that he was essentially doing exactly what Jordan Belford did with Stratton Oakmont at a very small scale, right? Not, not with the fancy cars and the girls, but he was doing the same thing at a very uh, smaller scale. So he got indicted. He got pro- you know pro- the whole prosecution um, and he was found guilty. So to date, to date, he is still in federal custody. He's been in since I was a senior in high school, about four years now. Right. And that that shaped me man because you have to think you know i all these you know great stories that i that i tell right and and, oh like we overcame this overcame that the biggest thing was overcoming my dad going to prison because i had two choices either i was going to be some kind of pill head i was going to smoke weed every day and and go drink and and just fall into that cesspool of negative and, and negativity and just making excuses or I could have done what I did. And ultimately what I did was, okay, just accept it. It is what it is. And here we're going to move on from here. And that started with accepting that that's not me. You know what I mean? I thought that that was going to be me. I thought that that was my legacy. I thought the Boyle name was tarnished, but I said, Hey, it's not about making my name great to everyone. It's how I feel about my name. It's Mm. how I ultimately want my name to be. Mm. Sure. We have all these great entrepreneurs and great influential people, but At the core of them, if you ask them, they say, you know, Mr. Elon Musk and Mr. Gates, uh, Mr. Bezos, you know, all these great people love you. You know, how, how do you feel about that? They're going to say, oh, it's great and everything. But I would bet, man, that they would say, first and foremost, I feel good about the position I'm in. I feel good about myself. I feel like I'm a good person. That's so much more powerful than just looking at other people's opinions. So I took that with me, man, through all the the sadness and crying and depression. That I that Because there was a lot, man. I, there was nights when I didn't. There was weeks, man, where I couldn't sleep. I was thinking, what, what am I going to do with my future? I thought I had to have it all figured out. But day by day, you start to build that plan. And, you know, anyone struggling out there, I kind of used a, a system, which I, I would definitely love to share with your audience right now. And the system is... If you don't know what you're going to do in life, that's okay. That's the first, it's it's like an alcoholic's awareness. You have to understand, okay, I am an alcoholic, right? Right. I, I was like, okay, I understand that I don't know, you know, what I want to do with my life. That's step number one. Step number two is just doing stuff, you know, yeah. doing stuff, whether that's doing a podcast, writing a blog, um, starting up a lemonade stand, starting an e-commerce store, doing anything, man, anything, you know, going to the gym for the first time, experiencing new uh, moments in your life, truly, whether that's physical or mental or spiritual or whatever. So I started doing these odd jobs when I was, you know, freshman in college, I started working at um, at the gym. I was also working out at the gym, but I was working at the gym. I was, I was like, okay, like, and I, I started the podcast. I was, I found this entrepreneurship thing to be something that I love to do. It's just, I wake up every morning and I love it. I'm not in it for the the monetary thing necessarily. I mean, because I I genuinely love this and that gave me passion. So that was step number two. And number three is you have to find that goal. You know, what made Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger great? Sure. He had the work ethic, he had the drive, but he had a goal, man. He said, I'm going to be the best bodybuilder of all time. I'm going to do this. And just like, you know, I, I was describing that other story, um, he has one goal. Cole, you know, Michael Jordan had the same goal. I want to be the best basketball player I can be. For me, I want to be the best entrepreneur I can be. You know, And I, I fixate that all around uh, that one goal. Elon Musk, yeah, perfect example. He bases all, all, all of his uh, daily activities if we're going to be living on the moon pretty soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that crazy. Yep. He thinks, oh, if I eat this apple, it's as technical as this, man, if I'm going to eat this apple rather than the steak, we're going to get ahead in being, cause he, might, he, once he finishes the apple, he might have five minutes that he could work in the business where he, he eats a steak. It's a you know, larger you know, meal. So he's not going to have the time. So it's that crazy. It's that focus. It's that driven, that laser focus of, I want to be on the moon. I want to take this whole civilization on the planet and be on the moon and colonize. That's what he wants to do. So I had the same thing. And through trials and tribulations, it's i mean it's you know a beautiful story in a sense and at the end of the day it's what is your book like you know what is your book like yeah you have some bad chapters in there with you know depression and anxiety and oh your father went to prison oh you had all these uh family members pass away in in six months which happened to me um and and but okay what's the what's the the story to that are you gonna you know let your hero your inner hero um just go by the wayside and you're not going to be able to, you know, come back from that or how heroic would it be if you stand up, you dust yourself off and you write more chapters in that book metaphorically and you say, "Hey, I'm going to kick today's ass this month, this year it's over," you know, and you start to create that story for yourself. And that's what I did. I reverse engineered the person I I wanted to be in, and now I'm here and I'm still trying to be that person. So it's so important, man, for for people listening that using that three-step system is uh, is a great way to get started. And there's no excuses, man. There's no excuses in today's day and age with the technology. So that's what I would definitely say for people just getting started.
0: I love it. I love it, Sean. And, and you know, uh, recently just uh, adding something to what, um, what you just said, uh, an investor wants to ask uh, Jeff Bezos, right, which is, man, of the world. His net worth is now $200 billion. <laughs> that's another podcast. Um <laughs> And he, they he he asked Jeff, how does he invest? And Jeff said that every time he invests in something, the, the first thing he always asks before is, will, "Will this change people's lives?" That's his principle behind investing. And I said, "Wow, I love it." And, yep. he, and this guy that asked him that says that he's been copying Jeff's principle, and he says that his investing has improved drastically, just be, just because before he invested in something, he asked. Will this change people's lives? So, so, you know, what you just said about Musk and about yourself and all these guys, it's the same principle. Will this change people's lives? Will this product change people's lives? Once you have that principle, everything just becomes easier. It's a foundation, right, on becoming a successful person in general, not just an entrepreneurship and all that. So, Sean, before we end this uh, great podcast and great conversation, where can people find you?
1: so people can find me a majority on instagram my handle is sean boyle m just like the domain uh, i couldn't get it (laughs) you know so i (laughs) I get the sean boyle handle so it's sean boyle m as in mary and if you want to go to my website it's momentumvirtualtours.com and then you could also find my podcast the sean boyle podcast on apple spotify uh,
0: all the great sources fantastic Fantastic. So now that the audience has that and everything else, for the audience that is listening, go check out Sean Boyle's stuff. He has some great stuff um, and all that, and uh, I know that you will find great stuff with, uh, with his accounts and with what he does. So, Sean, buddy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. It's been a great conversation, and I know it's going to be the first of uh, many great things you will do.
1: Absolutely. Listen, man, thank you so much to your listeners. It was a pleasure to give them a couple words of uh, my wisdom. And um, likewise, I know that you're going to give me uh, some pearls
0: on your show as well. So thank you for the opportunity, my brother. My pleasure. And for everyone that is listening, if you would like to talk about what Sean and I talked about, just text me at 678-923-0978. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Week through week, I will be interviewing successful entrepreneurs like Sean who will talk about their journey. I will interview people who have had good results with health alternatives that might be beneficial for you. We will talk about entrepreneurship tips, strategies, personal development, and a lot more. If you're interested in business, health, and personal development, subscribe to this podcast channel and you will not be disappointed. That's it for today, folks. My name is Giancarlo Torres, but since you're my friend, you can call me Janko. Have a great week, everyone.